Hey, Sedbury, Dave Kurt, broker of record with Lake City Realty, coming at you with another episode of Selling the Rock, Sudbury's real estate podcast. Well, welcome back, Sudbury. It is so nice to have doors open again. And this week, we'll bring back some of the kids to hockey leagues too in Sudbury. I know that uh, there's been a few leagues that were cancelled, but we're supposed to be back on the ice in Walden up until about a half an hour ago when I got the news that there's a burst pipe at the arena, which is going to cancel hockey for the first weekend back. But uh, but there is a world in the future and in, in, in where things are going to go back to some version of normal, uh, and that includes kids on the ice. It is great to have the ability to have small businesses and stores open again. It's so much easier to run into a hardware store to grab a can of paint or pop into Skater's Edge to get the kids' skate sharpened. The outdoor rinks have been pretty hard on the kids' skates. It was absolutely an amazing family day weekend. We had beautiful, beautiful weather, especially on the Monday Getting out, we were on the cross-country skiing trails at Walden, as well as it was uh, our first time out on the Ramsey Lake skate path, which was in just incredible shape. It was so interesting as uh, it, there's not as much parking at Science North this year, but if you uh, we, we went on through the Sudbury boat launch um, right on the Ramsey Lake Road, and the, uh, the ice is basically like a highway. Like there was probably 60, 70 trucks out there and everybody's, the snow's packed down and it kind of feels like it's some of the Sudbury uh, roads uh, in comparison with the potholes out there. But man, it was so awesome to see and, and just absolutely am- amount amazing amount of people truly enjoying the outdoors. And, and again, this is the best part about living in Sudbury, whether it's, it's in the middle of the winter or in the middle of the summer and uh, absolutely amazing to see everybody out there taking full advantage. On a local real estate perspective, we're seeing sales stay flat this week and listings actually were up slightly. The total sales this week were 36 and the exact same as last year's uh, last week's 36. The conditional deals this week were we we're actually only at 8 and last week we were at 14. So there was a small drop off in that. The number of multiple offers was up slightly from 26 uh, this week compared to last week's 24. And the number of new listings. Last week we were at 37 new listings, this week we're at 41. That actually brings us back to the highest number of listings we've had since early November, which is great to see. And the total listings available in the entire marketplace. Last week was at 101. We're at 102 this week. We haven't gone up in a few months. And uh, and it's great to see, it. even though it's a climb of just one additional listing, it's nice to see that we're actually not going down. My five takeaways. This is the second week in a row we had new listings higher than number of sales. If this was a typical marketplace, I would make a comment about how this is to be expected at this time of the year as we build up our inventory for the spring chaos that's going to be coming as soon as that snow starts melting. But with this market being anything but typical, and a lot of the spring buyers already shopping in the marketplace, at least that's my guess, which is currently happening, this small shift in slowdown is welcome advantage to take advantage of some of the the wind out of the sales of this crazy, crazy marketplace. I know the buyers are pretty excited about the additional listings that are out there. Takeaway two, ever so subtly, there was an increase, albeit small, in number of listings again this week, going from 37 to 41. And this is actually the largest number of new listings we've seen since November of last year, which again is a good sign for all the buyers screaming, where are the listings? At the same time, the marketplace seems to be extremely, extremely competitive. And a good listings 
that are hitting the market have a lineup of buyers, usually with cash offers in hand before they even get in the door. All things considered, more listings, even if it's a small increase, is a really healthy thing for this marketplace, especially when we get closer and closer to the spring market. Takeaway three for the week. The number of multiple offers has stayed consistent this week as a percentage of sales. We've discussed that in past weeks how we were at the upper percentage of multiple offers, around 66% of homes sold in multiple offers. Uh, a few weeks ago, we actually saw a marketplace where we had 80% of the deals happen in multiple offers, and that is uh, like the outlier for how high that was. The, the, we've, ha- we've had that chat in the past few weeks about how the prices above list price are, seem to be that thing that is the most sh- shocking and surprising. And this week we saw it where there was a one-bedroom waterfront home that's like 40 minutes deep into the valley. It was listed at $599. This was after a few price reductions, but it was only on the market for about a week. It sold for almost $800,000. 800000 we also saw the house that I mentioned in last week's uh, podcast about that one in Lively that was uh, listed extremely low and we got the call that it was going to go for a big chunk over asking price. They were at just over 100000 bucks, 100000 over list price this week. There was the one. There was actually a multifamily that was, uh, they, they weren't holding off offers. They sold for $160,000 above listing price the first day on the market. And then right after that, they was on Kijiji for another $70,000 more than th- those owners paid. So really incredible and crazy marketplace, especially when it comes into the investment side of things. There are two factors at play here, and that's the underpricing of some of the listings. Uh, but there's also the buyers and probably the buyer's agents having some FOMO or fear of missing out. They're, that's what's really pushing these to shocking numbers. The crazy thing is that every sale that happens creates the next comparable that buyers and sellers will be relying on for future sales. It's been a frustrating marketplace, and that's why its sales continue to get higher and higher. Takeaway four for the week. As crazy as the market's been, it does feel like the buyers are either being a bit more selective or maybe a bit more cautious about entering bidding wars for some of these homes. I don't know if it's frustration with activity and prices that has caused some of these buyers to decline getting involved in these really crazy bidding wars, but routinely, we are seeing homes that are a month plus ago would have seemed to have 15 offers on them now only get seven and eight offers. The prices are still going for those massive premiums, but the number of offers on their offer date seems to be half of what they were like even just six weeks ago. I don't know if this is because the market, some of the buyers are actually got into bidding wars were successful and no longer in the market, or if it's just pure frustration where some of the buyers are just deciding not to get involved even in the way, shape or form. Nonetheless, it's an interesting note and maybe a sign that there could be a cool down in the future. My fifth takeaway for the week, When we look at the different segments of the market, it is interesting to note that there's a huge demand for a lot of different subsections. And I know a lot of people may have this idea that luxury homes are for the elite and there might be less buyers in that price range. And I'm sure that's true to an extent as well. But this week we saw a really nice executive home in the university area listed just a touch below a million, which isn't that shocking to see. But the interesting part on this home is they were holding off offers with a thought process that there would be a bidding war. For a bidding war to happen, there would ha- not only need to be multiple buyers, but multiple buyers that weren't worried about the condition of selling their home or, or you know, looking at being okay with reducing their amount of conditions, maybe no home inspection or no financing at all. And in addition to that, we're okay to spend a million bucks on a house that's not on the lake. It was the first time we've seen this tactic used on something at this price point. And the result? Two offers with just over full price offer. 
with no major conditions as well. So there, there is clearly an appetite for luxury homes in Sudbury. And there's clearly the buyers out there that can afford it. When I take a step back and really think about where to project out where the market's going, I think that you're not even seeing the marketplace reflected of what, what is actually the, the true actuality where the buyers that are in step up homes and looking for that maybe executive home, but are living in a really nice house in Moongla or something now, they've got that increase of 150000 or so in, in equity. And they're not putting that equity to use on that step up home yet. But that will usually trickle into the marketplace in in like in the future, where that will again continue to push prices, um, especially on some of those luxury uh, uh, homes that don't come up that often. Anyway, it's another week's flown by. We find ourselves closer and closer to the spring market. It's going to be a very interesting to see which path this market ultimately takes. Clearly, when I review some of these stats and these numbers, it looks like we could head towards a marketplace where things, the chaos slows down a touch and maybe bidding wars fall off a little bit. Um, and the question I have is, is that is it is that the path that the market's going to take? Or will the spring flowers bring a new flow of both buyers locally and from out of town with house lust filling their eyes and briefcases full of cash? Well, Sudbury, only time will tell. So until next week, we'll catch you later.